We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Boom. Just like that, another big transfer portal commitment for Dan Lanning and the Ducks. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we living? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Just in case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, coming to you guys on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Torres or wherever you find your podcasts. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe wherever you find the show. We got a big breaking news episode, and I am joined to break it down by my guy, Spencer McLaughlin, host of Locked on Ducks and new host of Locked on College Football. Spencer, how we doing? Busy, 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 busy. College football has got a lot of teams to to cover, so I'm trying to expand my my knowledge base for for the sport on the new show. So it's definitely kept me busier than than just covering the Pac-12. But man, it's been a lot a lot of fun so far. And boy, boy, it's a good time to be a Duck fan. It certainly is. It certainly is. No shortage of news across college football, but specifically today. We're talking about the breaking news of the day as Washington cornerback Jabbar Muhammad has committed to the Oregon Ducks. Another massive pickup for Dan Lanning and company in the transfer portal, revamping, reloading the roster as they prepare to make their debut in the Big Ten this season. Spencer, man, these, these big transfer portal commitments just keep coming for the Ducks. I got to get some of your thoughts off the top here, your reaction to this decision. Yeah, I mean, I I love the move. I love the move because we've seen firsthand as Duck fans what this guy is capable of. And he's someone who comes in and can be an all-conference caliber corner, is a future NFL guy, and came over from Oklahoma State to Washington in the offseason and really did a, a great job in their secondary. And I think along with, you know, Edouan Olafosio and Braylon Trice was their best defensive player throughout the course of this season uh, was the most one of the most consistent guys there if you go back to his bio for a sec I think he was what first team uh, th- th- this year or all um, second team second team all pac 12 uh, along with Kyrie Jackson if, if memory serves so you know that's the caliber of player that Oregon has brought in here and I, I don't think you ever no matter what moves you've made, look at an all-conference corner and say yeah well you know we have other guys we feel good but we don't want that no that's 
that, that that's the world and, and i'm sure fans you know will uh grumble at some level about well what about you know the young guys are they going to get a chance are they ever going to develop if if you're good enough you're old enough but if if you're not as good as somebody else that can be brought in that's the way the college football works now and if you're oregon you're you're maximizing your opportunities every single chance that you get to make your roster better and i think jabbar muhammad does that I think he comes in and is an unquestioned starter for the Ducks on on day one. And, and I think that the secondary is better with him in it. I think the depth, talent, and, and competition, frankly, that exists for, for these Oregon corners and the safeties as well, I think is really, really good, especially at the cornerback spot. There's a ton of depth, ju- just a ton of, of depth and talent there. So I, I like where Oregon is at. And I'm curious to see how these battles play out throughout spring football because I I could give you three or four different starting secondaries if Oregon's going to put five DBs on the field, which is obviously their base personnel with with Dan Lanning, Tosh Lupoy's defense here. I, I think that they are going to have a lot of different ways to go about that. You could have, you know, we don't know what, exactly the timeline is for Jaleel Florence coming back from the injury that could be playing a factor here but let's say he gets back healthy for for fall football you could have Florence at one corner Muhammad at the other you could have Cam Alexander the UTSA transfer who according to 24-7 sports is a four-star transfer that the Ducks have brought in he was all American Conference second team or first team selection a year ago with the Roadrunners you could have him back up at one corner and you could have Probably Dante Manning back up at, at the other corner. And then in that nickel position, you could have Tysheem Johnson or you could have Tysheem on the back end. You could put uh, Brandon Johnson at that nickel spot. You're definitely going to have Kobe Savage in there, the, tra- the, the transfer from Kansas State. I, I give you six or seven different shuffles. And I, I, I think that there is an element, Max. I'm curious your thoughts here too. I think there is an element of these are the guys we think are going to be the starters, but for the coaching staff, do you think they know for certain what the depth chart's going to be in the secondary? It's hard to say, right? There's so much time between now and even the start of spring ball, but let's just fast forward to even the start of fall camp and the season opener in 24. So I'd imagine when you bring in some portal guys, you have a decent idea of what the depth chart looks like, certainly at the top, but maybe there's some more uncertainty or at least opportunity for other guys, uh, you know, in that too deep uh, as a backup. But I think you bring in a guy like Jabbar Muhammad. It's obviously a win now move as the Ducks make their move to the Big Ten. He'll come in one year of eligibility remaining. And Spencer, when you look at this guy from last year, I mean, he was just all over the field. Uh, If you guys are watching on YouTube, I have his stats up right now on the Huskies website. 20 passes defended, 20 pass breakups, three interceptions, five tackles for loss and two sacks. I mean, this dude was just all over the place. When I think of him, I just think of a sticky corner, a guy who's going to put the clamps on opposing wide receivers. Isn't necessarily going to blow you away with his speed, right, Spencer? I think that maybe that's more Cam Alexander's forte, the speedster from uh, you know UTSA, the roadrunner. But man, Jabbar Me, Muhammad he- can cover. Jabbar Muhammad can cover. That's exactly what the Ducks need. He'll join that room alongside Jaleel Florence and Cam Alexander. And then you also have Dante Manning there. 
Um, how about Dakota Fields, too? He's another young guy coming in in that 24 class. Got Roderick Pleasant and Dalen Austin, too. And Dalen Austin and Roger Pleasant. That's right. That's right. Hearing some some good things about Dakota Fields, who comes in, of course, as an early enrollee um, from the same school as Roger Pleasant, Gardena Serra, and then you um, – who else do you have? I mean, you have Ifio Badegwu, Sioni Laulea. I think he's a guy who's likely going to be in that two-deep Spencer seat. Plus, plus you got Kamari Terrell and, and Solomon Davis and Colin Gill as guys that, you know, m- maybe are more special team players, but do we know? Not really. No, I like we haven't seen a lot from those guys. Terrell is the is the player amongst that group we've seen the most of that I just listed. But you know, it just goes to show the point we're making here. There are a lot of options. There there are a lot of options, and there is a blend of young unproven talent and veteran proven talent. Like that that that's where that that's that's where they're at. And so I think that's a really good place to be for a pass defense that was you know, best in the Pac-12 a year ago. Certainly we saw it can still be better because Michigan's defense outplayed Oregon's in the two games that they had against Washington, and Penix was not effective against the the Wolverines, and the secondary is a part of that. The defensive line is a part of that as well. And and I think that for the Ducks, you, you look to be the best you can possibly be at every position. That's the world you're in. That's the transfer portal. That's how this goes, and I think that it's a good thing for the Ducks, and you know, this is just another feather in their cap for 2024 that makes me go, they should be a top two team in the Big Ten right away. I know that you talked about that on one of your recent episodes of the Locked on Ducks podcast. So really good stuff, Spencer. Make sure you guys check out his stuff uh, also on YouTube if you haven't already. Um, you know, Spence, I'm, I got, I'm a big fan of Spencer's. We like to collaborate quite a bit. So it's always a good show when when uh, he's on here. Um so Jabbar Muhammad becomes the 11th overall transfer in for Dan Lanning and the Ducks. Let's get into a little bit more of the recruiting impact here, Spencer, because the Ducks were able to land Muhammad from a top three of Oregon, Texas, and Alabama. Texas got him on campus first, then Kalen DeBoer in Alabama, and then Dan Lanning and the Ducks. Maybe you have a little save the best for last kind of a deal there, but I think this was really mainly between Texas and Oregon based on the conversations I've had with people during this recruitment. And let's just be honest here, Spencer. I feel like Texas in the portal, they've basically been able to get whoever they want this offseason. So the fact that Not when Oregon's in, involved, this is the, this is the second guy Oregon's taken from Texas. You know, the, the Longhorns have had a good offseason. They got the Oregon State receiver Silas Bolden who Oregon fans know is good. They got Isaiah Bond from Alabama. There was another receiver I think they got uh, who, who figures to be one of their most productive wideouts next year. They've had a great offseason, getting Quinn Ewers to come back and everything like that. I mean, they've done well, but two guys defensively that they wanted, Oregon just took from right underneath him. I mean, Muhammad's cousin plays for the Longhorns. And Jamari Caldwell was playing against Texas in the Big 12 this year as a member of Houston. And Muhammad is from Texas originally. And Oregon said, how would you like to come play in Eugene, Oregon? And they both said, yeah, we're going to go do that. And I think that is just a big, big testament to what this staff can do. And, and the respect that they have got amongst high school and transfer portal recruits, both of which matter a great deal for building a program going forward. And I think that Lanning and company, they just don't miss on that many defensive players. You know, there, there have certainly been some, 
you know, David Stone is a guy that they were after once upon a time. And you go back to the last recruiting cycle, they didn't hit all of them, but they've had at least one five-star defensive lineman in each of their first two full recruiting cycles. And then you look at the transfer portal players that they've brought in. Kyrie Jackson, he's going to go off to the NFL. Christian Gonzalez, yeah, he was a, a first-round pick. And Evan Williams, second-team All-Pac-12 this past season. Tysheem Johnson, Pac-12 honorable mention. They've just had a really, really good track record of bringing in defensive transfers. And I think that that is going to continue here with Muhammad and you know Alexander from UTSA. They've really had a great track record, track record with transfers across the board. I mean, I think once we see a full season, Justin Jacobs, he can be an all-conference caliber guy. And I think Johnny Cornelius was a great addition. You just you just keep going up and down the list. They're just nailing this stuff time and time again. And, and it keeps the floor very, very high for Oregon football year in and year out. The floor is certainly high as Dan Lay and the Ducks continue to make splashes in the transfer portal. And, and Spencer, they've really done it from you know early to mid-December when they started things with Dylan Gabriel up until now, boom, you get your quarterback for next year. What a way to start getting a guy from Oklahoma. And then you get a cherry on top of that with Dante Moore. That was crazy. You get Kobe Savage. You have a big time need in the secondary. And then, Hey, how about a little bit of Evan Stewart here? Might as well. Right. Uh, I mean, the, the, the additions that they're making are really, really crucial. Um, I think that some of them I would wage venture to say are kind of luxury additions. You didn't really need them, but you'll take them for sure. If they're, if they're down to come, you, you shore up the special teams game a little bit with Atticus Sappington from Oregon state. I like that addition as well, but I think just the way that the ducks have navigated the transfer portal and found that balance with the high school ranks is really something that's going to bode for success uh, long-term for them, because I don't think we're necessarily going to see Oregon as heavily involved with the transfer portal, maybe this time next year. I, I, I don't know about that because I know Oregon has stacked up really good recruiting classes, but I think the portal is just going to be a reality like this. I mean, you said they have what 11 transfers for, for the 2024 cycle. And they had how many in 2023? It was, I think, a little bit bigger than that. I think it was about 15. You know, it, it'll vary year to year. It'll depend on high school kids. It'll depend on who declares for the draft and who comes back. I mean, just 15. look at how many guys came back this year, right? Was it 15 for 2023? Mm -hmm. Okay, sometimes I remember things. But I, I think that for the Ducks, if they see an opportunity to get better now and not force a young guy to – you know, step up, play a role he hasn't played before, anything like that, they're going to do it. And I think they should, because that's what everybody else is going to do. And I think if you look at this team, you know, they've got 11 transfer portal players uh, that are that are additions right now. Certainly they'll have more transfer out because they're over their scholarship limit. You know, Muhammad puts them, I believe, at 93, if, if my mental tally is correct. But I, I, I think that for the Ducks... When they see an opportunity, they're going to go take it. And and you'd rather have a transfer than a young player, even if it means that young player transfers, because you know what you're getting in the transfer, and the young player is still an unknown commodity. And if that seems like a harsh world, that's college football now. And you don't have to love that element of it. I totally get it. If you're more old school, like it's a, it can be a frustrating thing, because then you start thinking, well, do you have to high school recruit? Do you? Yeah, you do. You, you, you absolutely do. But I think that the portal has just made high school recruiting matter a little bit less. I mean, you look at, you know, Roderick Pleasant and Dalen Austin. Those were, 
you know, pretty highly rated four-star guys coming out of high school and going into year two, I don't think they're going to crack the two deep. Like, I, I think that's going to be a really challenging thing for him. And that's not to say it's impossible. You know, you have other guys like Jaleel Florence who will be at the top of the two deep when healthy. But I think that's the way Oregon is approaching this. And I think, you know, 11 players this year, 15 last year, they might have had more this year if guys hadn't decided to stay. I think they would have gone after another D lineman if Jordan Birch hadn't decided to come back. They would have gone after a backer if either Jacobs or Bossa had decided to go to the NFL. I think they would have gone after another DB, perhaps at the safety position, if Tysheem Johnson didn't decide to come back. So this is just the way that it works, and I, I think that Oregon is doing a really good job of giving themselves the best chance to compete every year and, and build a roster that is ready to compete at a high level. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Ducks Dish Podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres, talking with my guy, Spencer McLaughlin, about the latest big commitment for Dan Lanyon and the Ducks, that being Washington cornerback Jabbar Muhammad, trading in that husky purple for some Oregon green and yellow. What a weird time we're living in today's college football in 2024. Do me a favor, you guys, if you haven't already, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe as we continue to grow the community here on YouTube. Spencer, I want to address something that maybe not a lot of people were talking about, but I think it could have been out there. Just a question about was Oregon going to not struggle, but was their defensive back recruiting going to change after losing Demetrius Martin to to Michigan State? I wouldn't say that I was thinking that would be the case, but I think this addition certainly assures you that there's going to be no recruiting, maybe not no recruiting challenge, but very little drop off, if any. Um, with the new kind of promotions that we have, right? We have Chris Hampton being the new defensive backs coach, and then Rashad Wadu is going to be taking on a bigger role with the safety, with the corners, excuse me. So I think that uh, really the Ducks aren't slowing down anytime soon when it comes to acquiring top-end talent. And um, I really think now that they've got uh, Muhammad in the fold, the only addition I can maybe see them making uh, would probably come sometime in the spring or after spring ball, that being an experienced interior defensive lineman, if they find the one that they want. Yeah, I think that's the only spot where I could see them going after somebody like that. But that, that also is dependent upon how they feel about, you know, the redshirt freshmen that are coming into this year. Because Jamari Caldwell will be one of your anchor pieces along the defensive line. Jordan Birch will be along the D-line. You'll have Mateo out there as well, or any combination of those sophomore edge 
guys who were a really dynamic trio as true freshmen, Tatum, Tuioti, and Blake Purchase, the guys I'm talking about. You have Aiden Breland coming in, who by all measures is going to make some form of an impact in his freshman year. Whether that's a starting role remains to be seen. But there are a lot of other guys there. Just a, a Johnny Bowens, Amari Washington, you know, Ashton Porter, Terrence Green. These were all, you know, four-star recruits in the 2023 cycle, and none of them transferred. None of them transferred after year one. That leads me to believe that they have gotten an indication from the coaching staff they have a path to playing time this year. And so I, I think there's a lot of turnover on the defense that I'm fascinated to see play out throughout spring football and, and you know, leading up to the spring game and the depth chart and everything like that because I think that there are so many different ways that it could go. And I, no, no one can say who's going to pop. Aiden Breland could pop. Amari Washington could pop. Johnny Bowens could pop. You could tell me any one of those guys pop into being a starter along the defensive front, and I'd believe you because I think every guy's just as likely as the next. They're all talented, some more experienced than others, but you know, no one comes in with a higher profile on the D-line than Aiden Breland, but is he really going to be a starter as a true freshman? I don't know. We're, we're, we're going to find out, but you know, Mateo was a player as a true freshman. He wasn't a starter as a true freshman, but Breland was a, highly more a more highly touted recruit. So I, I'm going in circles here, but the point that I'm making is there are a lot of players, a lot of talented recruits that are ready to make a step in their production and play a key role for the Ducks defense. The question is who wins those position battles? And then maybe in the spring window, who sticks around afterwards? I tend to be very confident that Amari Washington is going to be one of those guys we hear more from in 2024. Just after covering his recruitment, getting to meet his coach at the 2023 All-American Bowl, he was saying, man, like I'm paraphrasing here, he's like, I, I can't believe he's not out here. Like that, that guy should be an All-American. Just his combo of size, speed, and athleticism. Uh, I think he's certainly a guy that's going to be heavily involved in that rotation next year. Um, maybe it is alongside Jamari Caldwell at, as a starter. But Spencer, I think one of the other kind of big picture things that I'm feeling more confident in right now is just the secondary overall. And I don't know if I ever told you before last year, but the secondary was my biggest concern last year. So let's just kind of tackle it this way. Assuming they don't add any more DBs, right? How, how do you think you would feel about, how do you feel about the Oregon secondary kind of going into this year compared to going into last year? Because I think you, you could be feeling a little bit more confident. I think you have a chance to, at the very least, produce at the same level. And I think there's a good chance they can raise that level. Because when you look at what Oregon had a season ago, Kyrie Jackson is the biggest loss from that secondary. I think he's the best player that won't be back in the secondary for the Ducks going into next year. And I am including Evan Williams in that, uh, in that assessment. When you bring in Muhammad, and you've got Florence coming back, and you bring in Alexander, and you bring in Johnson. I think Muhammad specifically, that's a guy who had two sacks last year. You know, Kyrie Jackson had two sacks as well. I think that's someone who, when Oregon brings, you know, boundary or field pressure from the corner spot, which is something they did quite a bit this past season, Jabbar Muhammad is a guy who they will send on that blitz. I think Muhammad steps in, and, you know, they were both second-team All-Pac-12. I, I think that is a plug-and-play replacement for Kyrie Jackson. So then you look at the rest of the secondary and say, okay, 
Jalil Florence has only gotten better during his time with the Ducks from the spring game to year one to the next spring game to year two. He, he just continues to progress. I have no reason, you know, assuming he comes back healthy from the injury to think that that can't happen again. And then you look at the other three safety spots and Steve Stevens, Evan Williams, you know, Brian Addison, those guys are out. Kobe Savage is in. Tysheem Johnson is back. So I think Tysheem Johnson, year two in the second system. Okay, I know what I have there. That's, you know, probably the the same sort of player. I think Kobe Savage is a better individual safety than anyone the Ducks had last year. So I I think that if you, you know, hold steady at one corner slot, going from Jackson to Muhammad, and you get the same sort of production from the other corner, and Tysheem's your nickel or other safety, you're looking at Savage to come in, and I think he can be even better than Evan Williams and Steve Stevens from a coverage standpoint down the field. So I I think this secondary is at least going to be as good. I think there's a chance that they are even better. And just the the depth of talent is crazy. The depth of talent is really, really crazy here because you've got a lot of guys who can start, and that's why there are so many different potential combinations. And on the defensive line front, by the way, a season ago, you, you can take this for what it's worth, but Amari Washington and Ben Roberts were the guys who on the interior led the Ducks in snaps. It wasn't a huge number outside of the top five, one of whom we've overlooked a little bit in Keon Ware Hudson, who is still on the Ducks roster. That could be another starting defensive tackle for, for Oregon going into next year. But, you know, after those five guys, Dorless, Popo, Taki, and Casey Rogers, they're all gone. Keon Ware Hudson had over 230 snaps. The next most snaps from a season ago was uh, Amari Washington with 73. Everyone else didn't even uh, combine quite to to have 80 snaps. So it, it is a little bit of a crapshoot in there, but I, I think that Oregon has got plenty of talent, and I don't you know have any questions about how Dan Lanning and company are are, are going to to be able to replace that. And Caldwell, by the way, had almost 400 snaps, and according to PFF, he had a 76.8 overall grade. Not as big in the pass rush with 64, but his run defense grade was 82. Now, he was second-team all-conference for a reason. I'm really excited to see what that D-line rotation looks like just because of how heavily they've recruited the D-line over the past couple of cycles. Linebacker, I think you're feeling really good, right? You got Bassa, Jacobs, Devin Jackson, maybe Connor Soley or Jerry Mixon. We'll see who else kind of maybe breaks through at that spot. But the secondary Could have one really, of the freshmen break through. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Braden Platt's a guy I'm very high on coming in to, to Oregon. But that secondary is a group that I'm probably the most fascinated by. I tend to think, too, I mean, we didn't really talk a whole lot about Sione Laulea or maybe even Ifi Obadegu, who really rose his stock in Orlando at the Under Armour All-American Bowl. I tend to think that this could be a group that gets better in part two, Spencer. Maybe this is just like a gut thing or like a hunch, like just getting some new guys in there, right? Triquez Bridges was in there for two years, not saying he wasn't good, but he was in there for a while. We've kind of agreed that we know what the Ducks have in Dante Manning. So just getting some new guys in there that that maybe are a little bit of a better fit, or maybe they have a slight edge over some of those. So those other guys that they've had in, I think that could, really uh you know help this secondary improve as as they ultimately make that move into 2024 but Jabbar Muhammad is going to be a duck absolutely massive addition out of the transfer portal for Dan Lanny and the Ducks um kind of winding down a little bit of a shorter episode here for you guys but had to get an episode up for you with the big news 
Uh, Spencer, before we get out of here, let the people know where they can find you and all the awesome stuff you got going in this space. Yeah, on X, formerly known as Twitter, I'm at S. McLaughlin, CFB, and I host Locked On Ducks and Locked On College Football Monday through Friday on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts all year round, covering everything with the Ducks and the biggest stories in the greatest sport on planet Earth. So I'm all over the place as I try to be, including on this show. And Max, always fun to come on with you. Thank you so much for coming on, Spencer. You guys, make sure you lock in with Spencer if you haven't already. Uh, make sure you lock in with me on social media. I'm at mTorres Sports on both Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel at Oregon Football Max Torres. Read me over at DucksDigest.com and then share the show, share the Ducks Dish podcast with your friends, with your family, and with other Duck fans. But until next time, appreciate you guys taking some time out of your day to talk some ball with Spencer and yours truly, myself. And we will see you on the next episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.